Hey, welcome into the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3, the Fan HD3 from the Front Range Toyota Store Studio and presented by Johnson Financial Group. It's time to talk a little Pioneer men's soccer as we uh, round the bend into the month of April. My, or in the month of April? Man, that would be really something. In the month of November, my name is Tyler Vaughn, joined by Pioneers head soccer coach Jamie Franks. Jamie, it's good to see you, man. It's been uh, obviously already a, a jam-packed couple of months uh, for your team. You guys roll in 11-2-4 now, uh, headed to postseason play you've got a conference semifinal coming up uh later on this week how are how are the guys feeling yeah we feel uh you know we feel good we feel healthy um which is a rarity uh you know for this season and uh you know we just take one game at a time and uh you know just really proud of the group's efforts uh up to this point you were riding a six-match winning streak coming into uh, the Summit League tournament this week, um, and it has been a stretch of really, really good defensive play. You haven't given up a goal uh, since not last month, but two months ago, September 30th, and that 1-1 tie with Oral Roberts. What have you liked most about uh, how your guys have kind of locked in down the stretch? To be at this stage in the year and be healthy, obviously, is a, a huge blessing. To be this stage of the year and be playing some of your best ball of the year uh, is something else. What What is impressed you most about the last month for your team yeah just their ability to to deal with adversity uh you know guys maximizing uh their roles uh you know we've lost uh you know our three captains three all-americans uh they're all defensemen um type players and so uh you know it kind of took us all the way through about five six weeks into the season to really figure out uh, you know, what we were missing and, and, and what did we need to add more of? And so, um, you know, you're going to win championships. You got to do it off your defense. And so, uh, you know, the past kind of five weeks, we've really focused on, you know, what we, what we call pioneer plays. Um, you know, those are the intangibles. Those are the things that we feel like we can control and, uh, that, you know, that's where our focus has been at. And then the outcome of that is getting, uh, you know, a bunch of wins, uh, through clean sheets. Clean sheets have been uh, kind of the, the name of the game, and and you've got a Summit League Male Athlete of the Month backing that up. Um, for your guys to know, you know, the confidence that you've got in that defensive group right now, what you've been able to do between the pipes uh, through this much, how much does that free up uh, your offensive group? I mean, they've done the the work that you've needed to do to get these wins, but especially, you know, you look at the St. Thomas match, that's a 5-0 victory. St. Kansas City, uh, who you will see again coming up on Thursday, uh, you got the win over Kansas City back on Saturday uh, in 2-0 fashion to, to close out the regular season. This feels like you're at a stage right now where everything is sort of um, harmoniously helping out everything out, everything else, where your your offense is kind of feeding what your defense is doing and vice versa. Yeah, I think from the outside looking in, it's great that it looks that way. As a manager, that's never the case. Uh, um, you're constantly trying to refine things, distances. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we've coined the phrase uh, fighting football. It's just like mantra that you play every play. Uh, you know, the reason why we've been ranked in the top 10 for the past, uh, you know, 10 years is because everybody attacks, everybody defends. It's not just one person doing that play. And and and, and I think that's really our DNA is, is, a, is a hard, uh, you know, blue collar industrious type group. And so, um, you know, uh, I think for us, uh, you know, I think we can play better. And, uh, you know, as a coach, it's my job to push the standards and, uh, you know, uh, you know, ask for more. Jimmy, uh, a question that is not exactly related to play on field, but look on field. You guys debuted a, a great kit on Saturday afternoon, which I thought looked fantastic. Uh, give me your thoughts on on that look. And, you know, especially like late in the season, I feel like it's always a little boost for guys when you get to run out there feeling good and looking good and something different. 
Yeah, our partner New Balance has just been awesome. Uh, it was something that we probably weren't expecting. Uh, they weren't uh, big in soccer, um, you know, not you know, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Uh, and and to look to see where they've come and 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 how they've worked with us, um, you know, from the way that we travel to our equipment uh, in training, uh, you know, to the gear. And so, uh, you know, I the, the the jersey colors and all that stuff doesn't really matter much to me. I like winning. Um, and so for us, uh, the great jerseys guys look great in it. Um, I think it's a great, uh, thing that they've earned. Uh, but for me, I just, I just like winning. So you, um, you're going into this stretch now, uh, where postseason play is, is on the horizon. Um, but you are doing it, you know, as we said, in a way where your wins have felt very complete and very controlled. I want to go back to the Oral Roberts game, uh, on October 28th and, uh, you know, coming out of the, the match, at Omaha or at home against Omaha, I should say, on the 18th, that Oral Roberts game loomed so large. You go on the road, you go to Tulsa, you get that win. Um, when you look back on that one, you had the lead for a little while. Bryce Willoughby uh, gets you up early. Um, and then to have the the performance that you did in goal, uh, Isaac Nami with what he did for, you know, the, the monthly recognition from the Summit League. Let's go through that game. Um, the importance, especially of being able to get the win on the road and knowing that now this week you go back there for the Summit League tournament, uh, already having some experience with a win there this year. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think our overall record against them is 14 and three. Uh, you know, I think for us, uh, you know, uh, recently, uh, they've made it a little bit more challenging for us, but, you know, we've still have grabbed 18 of 21 trophies over the past, like 12 years or whatever it is. And so, uh, for us, we've won at oral quite a bit. It's something that we're comfortable doing. Uh, I think the better question is, you know, when you're playing a team, you know, potentially three times in a year, uh, you know, what do you show? What do you don't show? Uh, you know, for us in that game, we felt uh, we had a, a clear tactic of how we were going to try to score early and then, and then play off of, uh, you know, mid block defense. And we did that and the guys executed. And so, um, you know, if we get the opportunity, uh, you know, to survive and advance in the semi and play them again in the final, um, you know, I'm sure that we'll have something a little bit different for them. You you touched on it right there. How much of those first half goals help? You've gotten a lot of that over the last five or six weeks. Um, your last eight matches, I think you've had first half goals. When you are able to build off of that and kind of structure yourselves for what you want to do for the remaining, you know, 60, 70, 80 minutes of a match, what does that do for you guys as a staff and for your team, uh, kind of knowing how you have to approach things when you do get a somewhat early lead? Oh, I think it's been, uh, you know, since we've gotten here, it's a mentality to score that first goal. Uh, you know, I joined the program back in 2012 and Nico will probably give you a better uh, number what that record is. But, you know, it, it, it's a lot of wins and, uh, you know, not a lot, a lot of losses when you score first. And so uh, for us, that's always been a cornerstone of what we try to do. And, you know, especially on the road. So, um, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, playing with the lead. We're comfortable with that. We know how to how, how to act. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, just getting off to a good start makes it a lot easier for the rest of the group. I, I mentioned Bryce Willoughby gives you that early lead, um, in that matchup and to be able to, you know, ride dad for a win. Um, it was one of the statements that he has made over the, the last few weeks. Um, such a good option for you guys off the bench. He's got four goals this season. Three of them have been in league play. All three of those have been game winners. What has impressed you most about him and his development this season? And, uh, you know, what an asset he's been for you guys to be able to turn to. Yeah, he makes us different. Uh, the way that he plays the game is a little bit different than a lot of the other guys that we have on our team. And, you know, uh, you know, 
to, you know, my job is to develop authentic leaders who take pride in being the best versions of themselves. And so uh, with Bryce, you know, it's been two years trying to teach him what his skill set is and that he doesn't have to play, um, you know, like the rest of the team. He needs to bring his superpowers and 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 and, and his strength. And so I, I just think you're seeing all of this come to a culmination of him really understanding and identifying, you know, what his role on the team is and and then him executing that. By the way, 131, 10, and 16 when scoring first. Uh, Nico Blankenship was on the call with us right now. He had that text to me, like, immediately, which is amazing, and that's how good he is at his job. Uh, but obviously, you know, it kind of speaks for itself, what you're able to do when you do score early. The thing that's interesting about this week for you guys, um, you go against Kansas City – Coming up on Saturday, you just saw Kansas City, uh, or on Thursday, I should say, you just saw Kansas City on Saturday. So you're taking on a team for the second time in five days. What are the challenges with that? I mean, to to go out and get the win um, is massive to finish the regular season on the right note. Um, there's not a ton, obviously, that you'll probably change going into Thursday, but seeing teams in close proximity sometimes does present uh, some issues. When you guys approach this Thursday game, what stands out about maybe some of the complications of, all right, we just saw this team five days ago. They're going to be able to adjust. We've got to adjust back. Yeah, I think for us, it's 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 more about um, having an idea of, of, of what measurements and key performance indicators we're looking at. Um, you know, our system of play, we don't really change much for anybody. And so just making sure that we're looking at the areas that I thought that we were weak in in that game um, and and making sure the guys understand, uh, you know, how positionally we can change and then what sort of decisions that they need to be making in the game to make sure that we're executing some of these moments better. And so, um, you know, two nothing, uh, you know, turning around five days later, having to beat the team again is always tough. Um, but I'm just really confident in my group and, uh, you know, more, more, more uh, confident in our preparation, uh, their, their focus. And, you know, we understand how important this game is. Uh, you know, the, the Kansas City is a well-coached team. And so we're not, you know, we're not looking past them. That's coming up on Thursday at 2 o'clock Mountain Time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to talk a little bit more about that matchup and what lies ahead for the Denver Pioneers on this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show with Denver Headman Soccer Coach Jamie Franks. Jamie, will step aside for a, a quick timeout, bring it on back and preview what's ahead for your team and, uh, and talk a little bit more about the senior group, some of your outgoing guys in 2023 and uh, more ahead. After the break is the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios presented by Johnson Financial Group on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Seven seconds to go. Toko Dynamo screens for him. Tommy down the lane. Right-handed layup good. And at halftime, it is a 19-point lead. Denver basketball will hit the hardwood in early November. Reserve your season tickets in Hamilton Gym to cheer on your DU Pioneers. Tickets start at only $59 for the season. Visit denverpioneers.com to learn more. Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU. For right, the pros, he scores! November 
17th and 18th, your nine-time hockey national champion DU Pioneers will host the Omaha Mavericks at Magnus Arena. Reserve your seats today. Got a group? We have discount tickets for you. Visit us online for all your ticket needs. DU hosts Omaha Friday and Saturday night. Denver's home of college sports, the University of Denver, where champions play. Rose gets the win for Denver. Back inside on 104.3, the Fan HD3 from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios, presented by Johnson Financial Group. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show with Pioneers. Jack and Sheila Weinberg, head men's soccer coach, Jamie Franks. My name is Tyler Mon. Uh, Jamie, you come into this postseason week for your team, and uh, you're coming off of senior day, which is always uh, an emotional day, you know, every season for every program across college sports. Uh, you got a chance to honor Liam Fitzgerald and Rory Frazier after the game on Saturday. Um, the impact that those guys have had on the culture of your program over the last few years, we're sort of thankfully, I guess, coming out of the era where um, athletes really had their college careers defined in large part by the COVID year, the pandemic, the stoppages, the changes in schedules, all of that. But for the classes that were here uh, or were at any school across uh, college athletics for that, it's they helped in such a massive way being able to establish and continue the culture things of programs um, that I think that's going to be one of those formative things that that athletes look back on in their lives later as, oh, yeah, I can't believe we all went through that. When you look at your senior guys and what they have brought uh, over their time in this program, what they've done as college athletes over the course of their careers, what stands out to you most about, uh, especially about Liam and Rory, who you got a chance to honor? Just their unselfishness. Their team first mentality. Uh, anybody that's been around us knows, uh, you know, our performance environment is what makes us um, so successful. Uh, all the outcomes of the top GPAs in the country and 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 the community service awards and 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 the trophies that they've won uh, is is really a testament to the everyday performance environment. And Rory and um, and uh, Fitz, they've just done such a good job with modeling the right behavior. Uh, having a growth mindset, having self-awareness, having accountability and discipline, you know, even when they're not getting what they want. Uh, you know, that's the most impressive thing is, uh, you know, when it got hard, uh, they doubled down on their habits and they were still unselfish. And, and you know, the outcome of that is 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 that you build your character, uh, you know, their their leadership style, their 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 way that they communicate, the way they give criticism, the way the way they receive criticism. Uh, they are so important to the team. Uh, you know, uh, we don't, we don't believe in one through, you know, 30. That's not how this roster works. Uh, they have a large say in the voice. They have a large say in the performance environment. And, uh, you know, those, they're just going to grow up, uh, later on in life. And, you know, they're going to be great partners, great, great, great leaders. Uh, you know, whatever they decide to do, um, you know, they've worked really hard and their commitment level is, is, has been a, uh, outstanding. Uh, anybody that's ever played for me or, 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 or that knows me, uh, we ask a lot from the guys every single day as student athletes. And, you know, these guys are prepared for the next stage of their lives. And um, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm really thankful and grateful, uh, you know, that they were able to, um, you know, leave the place better than them when they found it. 
Another guy uh, who really fits that mold is Aiden O'Toole. And I know, you know, next year it'll probably be strange for you uh, managing your first matchup in six years, really, without him there. Uh, he's been around for five years now and set the program record uh, for most matches played in D1 history. When you look at somebody, you know, when he came into this program at 18 years old or whatever it was uh, to where he is now, what have you seen him grow most with? And what has he meant to your program over his five years being part of this Pioneers family? Yeah, there's a level of um, consistency. There's a level of uh, sustainability, uh, you know, with him, the way that he approaches every day, uh, his commitment to the team. Uh, you know, I think the area that he grew the most in, um, you know, was figuring out uh, his everyday purpose a little bit more, uh, how he sleeps, how he eats, you know, um, he's a big video gamer. Uh, so how does he video game? You know, when does he still do that? <laughs> um, you know, and, and then how does he get the you know, right rest? I think, you know, when, if you're listening to this, every athlete says that, but very few kids do it. Very few 18, 19 year old kids can, 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 can take criticism and, and then all of a sudden apply action towards that. So, um, it's going to be weird. I love that guy. Uh, you know, from the first time I saw him play soccer, uh, you know, down in, down in Austin, Texas, uh, I knew he was a Denver pioneer. So for him to, uh, equip the record, uh, with so many other big time, uh, names and, you know, we've had so many pros the past, uh, you know, 15, 20 years going into the MLS and playing. So for him to get that record, it, you know, it's pretty special and it, and, and it just goes to his resiliency and, and, and his ability to learn. Jamie, you've got uh, we're we're recording on Zoom today, and, and behind you on the wall, you've got frame photos of your ten teams. And uh, when you look back on what this group means in this year, um, what is the identity going to be uh, as you reflect on this twenty twenty three season of how these guys did? They've obviously fought through a lot of adversity and some stuff that we can touch on over these last few minutes uh, of the show. But what do you think if you were to write the story of the 2023 team, even though it's far from done? Um, what have you loved most about being able to coach this group? Um, that's a good question because it's not over. Um, you know, and these are not just pictures of the teams. You have to win a championship to get on this wall. Uh, like you know, that. one of, one of the, um, classes I took here while I was studying my, um, master's in science and organization leadership was like an artifacts and symbols class. Uh, and one of the things that, well, you know, the only way that you get on the wall is, is to win trophies. And so, uh, you know, for our guys, uh, this group is, 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 is their attitude of gratitude. Uh, so many bad things have happened to them with adversity. You know, you lost four starters, three All-Americans. One thing to lose your best player. It's another thing to lose the best three players in the whole conference. And then so for them to, to run the table in the regular season the way that they did, uh, for them to shut out teams the way that we have without those three defenders, um, they just had like an attitude of gratitude every day. Uh, they don't think they know. And, 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 and the staff obviously doesn't know because we've had to refine it as some of these injuries have had, have occurred. And so it's just been a great harmonious relationship that working together, but it's their team. It's their ownership. Uh, Ian Smith, Jason Bioli, uh, Sam Bassett, those guys have just like stepped up mightily. And then you've got guys like Isaac and Dylan and, 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 and AO and AJ Francois, you got these younger guys coming in and really helping out. Um, it's just been such a fun year. And I think in another year, uh, we tried not to talk too much about the injuries, uh, you know, try not to play victim, make excuses, blame, you know, blame other things. Uh, they've just taken ownership, extreme ownership of things. And, and, uh, we understand, uh, that for us to get this result, uh, you know, for us to get this next trophy, 
uh, it's going to take everybody and it's going to take, it's going to be our hardest weekend. Uh, the most resilience, uh, you know, the, 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 the most competitive, the best focused, uh, needs to happen this weekend. So that's pressure, uh, that they've earned. And, and we talk about pressure being a privilege and, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, a lot of ordinary people don't get to feel and, 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 and this is what makes our job so great. This is what makes, uh, you know, our passion really come out is, 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 is when, um, you know, we need everybody to play at their best on Thursday and, and, and their best is just being proactive, gritty and being in the right positions. It's not, it's not outcome stuff. It's things that they can control. So, uh, it's just been such a fun year when I think in other years, uh, or, you know, other teams and other sports would, would really just kind of like throw their hands up and say, Oh, we got unlucky. Uh, these guys have really dug their feet in and, 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 and we keep grinding and we keep moving forward. We kind of talked about the the preparation for Kansas City uh, last segment, but um, this isn't your quickest turnaround of the year. You know, earlier on this year, you had a Saturday, Monday swing at St. Thomas and then at Pitt. You had a Saturday, Wednesday, Western Illinois and home against Omaha. But it is relatively quick. And especially, like we said, playing the same team two times in five days. What does this week look like? I mean, when you got out of Saturday, you get into Sunday preparation, Monday, Tuesday, you're traveling uh, and then getting to Tulsa. How do you um, get your guys set for obviously managing you know, workload and not draining them through through work and training and all of that, um, but still wanting to have them ready to go on Thursday. What's this week look like? Yeah, without uh, you know Madison Amaya and 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 Matt Shaw, your sports performance team, you could never do this. Um, you know, the catapult data that 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 uh, allows us to make you know data driven decisions uh, every single day. You know, the, the easiest way to put it is that everybody on the roster uh, needs to be met on that day. Uh, with what they need. And so even though it was match day plus two, so two days away, uh, you know, um, or two days after a match day, uh, the guys who played a certain amount of minutes are doing something different than maybe the guys who didn't play as many minutes. And so just managing the whole roster from top to bottom, uh, you know, our key value is development. And so we we think that happens every day. Uh, and so just making sure that we're meeting everybody where where they're at with what they need on that day. And so, uh, you know, today for some guys was light and for other days it was really intense. And so, um, you know, uh, continuing just to meet them with where they're at on the day, uh, you know, that's, I think where we've really grown in our periodization schedule. All right, Jamie, final point for you. Um, you guys are so familiar with this stage of a season with knowing, uh, you know, what is at stake? Last year, you get a 1-0 win over Omaha in the semi. Uh, you take down Kansas City to win the conference tournament. You move on to the NCAA tournament. What is the energy like for your guys in that there's an excitement, obviously, to postseason play and what lies ahead, but there is such an emphasis on not taking these moments lightly and still being businesslike. Um, is there a different feel around uh, this week and getting set for conference play, or do you just try to keep it as normal as possible going into another matchup with a team you just saw? I just think that you know that you only have three day, three days guaranteed left together, and, and that every day that you win, you extend your season. Uh, and so what are these guys going to do for each other? The commitment they've already made for 365 days. Like, listen, we'll be honest. We're still pissed. We're still pissed that you got to go and, and, and play in the first round last year. And then you got to go yeah. play Duke, the ACC champions. They had one loss. They were ranked number one year. Uh, you out shoot them 14 to five in that game. And that doesn't sit well with us to lose one to three. Uh, to go down early on a PK like that, uh, yeah, there's a fire in our belly. And, and uh, you know, for us, Kansas City, uh, you know, we, we, we've tied them a couple times throughout these past couple of years. And 
So it's just fresh on our mind that fire uh, is burning and, and, and ultimately knock out football games. It's just about winning every play. And, and, and uh, you know, anybody that's ever been around me or anybody that's around the program knows that we don't ever take any days off. And so um, we're not looking past this Kansas City game. This is a massive game for us uh, being in the RPI 18, 19 ranked right now. We know that we got to win this game and, and um, you know, uh, just really excited because normally uh, the higher the pressure, uh, the bigger the game, uh, the, the, the more resilient my guys are, the more collective they tend to be. Man, that is the, the perfect spot to end it. Uh, Jamie Franks, Jack and Sheila Weinberg, head men's soccer coach. Pioneers and the Kansas City Ruse coming up on Thursday from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Summit League semifinal. And uh, so much still ahead for this Pioneers team in 2023. Jamie, congrats on uh, on the success of the regular season. Uh, chapter one in the books. Good luck uh, in the conference tournament and beyond, man. We'll, uh, we'll be following close. Go Pios. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios presented by Johnson Financial Group for Pioneers Head Men's Soccer Coach Jamie Franks. My name is Tyler Maul. We'll catch you next time. Denver Gymnastics season tickets are the best value in town and the entertainment is priceless. And a stuck landing. That was a beautiful routine. I don't know where the judges are going to take any deductions on that. Learn more about DU Gymnastics offerings at denverpioneers.com or social media outlets. Sunday fun in Magnus Arena, Denver's home of college sports. Yeah, so it's picture perfect. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like.